thought the job was done. They thought it was all behind them. But sometimes, the past doesn't stay where it belongs. Now, Brad and Andrew must fight to protect all that they've built. The stakes have never been higher. And the beer has never been colder. This year, the epic continues. This is the Brew and View Podcast. Sicily, women are more dangerous than shotguns. Yeah. Ooh. Welcome to the Brew and View podcast. Sound effects. Oh, yeah. Hitting hard. Yeah. I always forget what that person's called, but I'm that person. That, <laughs> that, that job in Hollywood. They always mention it on the after disaster. Fo- Foley artist. Foley artist, yeah. And, you know, you would think that someone that dropped out of film school in a school that had a... a pretty good sound design program would know that but you know yeah that's why i dropped out couldn't remember the name of the class (laughs) i didn't know how to get there i couldn't remember the name so you're like if i can't remember this i'm done yeah how am i ever gonna make sound effects if i can't remember what it's called uh you must be brad i am you're andrew i am and uh we are the podcast that critics are saying is uh the living embodiment of new year new me Ooh, i like that (laughs) I am. I know that that is not a new phrase by any stretch of the imagination, but I am just obsessed with that now. Oh yeah, I you're just just making fun of it. Or oh just... yeah, absolutely. Because you're the, you're the same piece of shit you were yeah. twenty minutes ago. And I love yes. everyone who's like, oh, dry January. You're blackout drunk when this year started. Mm-hmm. You might as well. You might as well ride that wave. Yeah, I know I will. Yes. Pick pick a short month. Wait till February. Yeah. Yeah, or just 
cut something else out. Do something else in moderation. Yeah. Just maybe one, you know, if you don't drink, mm-hmm. you know, one day out of the 52 weeks, yeah. that's a month. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's more than a month. That's like a month and a half. Yeah. So You know what? I don't do that. I don't like that idea at all. No, no, I'm just yeah. kidding. Mm-hmm. Um, it happens. Yeah. So, yeah, the new year, new me, I keep people keep throwing that around at work because I just think it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, something goes wrong. You're like, hey, you're a new me. Yeah, or like someone was, because uh, it's been cold enough here. It's been colder than than uh, I think it usually is. And uh, someone was like, you're not wearing shorts today, huh? Because I, I would wear short. I wore shorts like all the way up until like mid-December. Right. And... My response was, new year, new me. What does that mean? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. <laughs> That's the point. It means what it means. Yeah. It's all up to you and what it means. Yeah, it's a choose-your-own-adventure book. Exactly. Those are the best. Yeah. We need to do that with movies. Ah, uh, Yeah, I bet. I mean, I'm surprised when, like, the DVD was the hot new, uh, hot new media on the block that they didn't have or try some of that maybe they did and i just missed it but like yeah you know press 20 to go left yeah well i guess that's what video games are for yeah i guess so (laughs) video (laughs) games beat dvds to that by a little bit yeah because now like i'm well like if you if um you should like uh youtube some of the um what do they call those the scenes and stuff from cut scenes um well, not cutscenes, but like the the scenes from like um, uh, uh, the oh the new Call of Duty yeah. World War Two. What I don't, is that cutscenes? I don't know. Um, but like uh, Josh Dumal or Dumal 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 is like is like one of the the main actors in it, and then there's a couple other actors in it mm-hmm. that like it's their likeness, it's their voice, and they're actually acting in it. So it's getting That's like cool. it's starting to. Um, you know, it's starting to become a, pr- I mean, it's been a legitimate and oh like a very, yeah, sorry. It's something just no. dawned on me. What's they, that? So the call of duty, I think the black ops series or whatever, Kevin Spacey did that. Oh, that's right. Yes. And yes, yes. someone found like there was, uh, in one of the like campaigns, he like points out, a, a middle school. It's like, there used to be a great middle school over there. Oh, <laughs> like, oh my God. That's pretty sweet. No, no, no. Kevin Spacey. Yeah, I forgot about that. It's okay. He's gay. (laughs) Yes. It's all right. Yeah, he can say that. I I can't believe you did that. (laughs) You know what? I have to tell you guys something. I'm gay. (laughs) Okay. It's hard. It's hard. What a jerk. Yeah. Man. Oh, well. Yes. I mean, I mean, that's, yeah, that's fucking ridiculous, but. I know. We can't change it, unfortunately, now. No. We can just laugh at his weird cut scene or yeah. not, well, whatever it is from uh, from Call of well, Duty. Well, like, I, yeah. Well, that, and I guess we can, like, I don't know, like, I what's it, all the money in the world is getting a lot of, like, praise, mm-hmm. but I don't know, I like, I didn't hear anything about this movie until he was cut from it. 
you know? Yeah, he might have made that movie's uh, made their run. Yeah. So to speak. Hmm. Nice. I like it. That's that's capitalizing right there. So. Yes, capitalizing on the pain Cap- of others. Yeah, capitalizing on the misfortune of others, which is what Hollywood's all about. That's right. Whether it be pain that one of their biggest stars inflicts on them or uh, making a war epic. Yes, exactly. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, before we get all somber, let's make sure oh, we're yeah. not too sober. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, what, like what you having tonight? Alliteration in yeah. the past. Um, I'm having from Stone Brewing Company, um, Stone Ventral Spirit IPA. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Stone is one of the forefathers of the IPA movement. And um, this one comes through at... Hold on while my phone catches up with my mouth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it comes in at a 7.3 ABV with a 57 IBU. Um, uh, it's it's a it it doesn't drink like a 7.3 ABV, wow. um, but it uh, there's nothing real special about it. Um, it's it's just kind of bland. There's hints of malt in it, which kind of make real subtle hints of like a like Belgian ish. Um, it says it's made with juicy pineapple and mandarin orange, mm-hmm. but like whenever I'm used to drinking that um, that Twenty uh, First Amendment um, Blood Orange IPA, uh, live free or die hard or mm-hmm. die hard, live free or die, or or you know. Um, what is it? Just uh, live free or die? Because now I can't remember it. All I can think about live is... free or die IPA or live yeah. free or yeah or... by Twenty First Amendment. Yes. Yeah, it's live. I actually live free or die IPA. Yeah. So yeah, uh, die hard. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, like whenever they, you know they they put that on the front end is uh, made with juicy pineapple and mandarin orange. Like I want that. You know, front. For, you know that flavor or yeah. front flavor punch that you'd expect from that and you don't really get it in this unless my palate's kind of jacked up and i'm drinking it kind of warm so maybe it, that's something that has something to do with it but mm. um it, i mean it's a good beer i gave it a four i mean it's there's nothing wrong with it but it's not like and and it's it, it is a good beer but i'm i was expecting a little bit more like had they had a little bit more of that uh citrusy uh front end on it i think i would have really dug it i think mm-hmm. so yeah yeah it sounds like i'm bitching about it but it's still pretty damn good beer you can uh, be critical of it and enjoy it yeah i i hope <laughs> I, I, I like to think so mm-hmm. nice 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 yeah it's, it's did i it looks like a good little brew there what's up oh okay oh sorry i was thinking like i was trying to never mind never mind no worries so what are you having oh i see what you're having yeah i'm uh new year new me i'm having an old style frank booth yeah the uh the one-time official beer of the chicago cubs 
my parents brought down a uh, 24 pack for me and I've been slowly working through it and uh, got an early day tomorrow so I figured I'd go uh, go with something that's that sits easy um, sorry about that no no worries getting into stuff and uh, when uh, I don't know if it's not so much now but like for a while there a lot of like advertising firms I guess were uh, the hot thing was like, oh, this this is not your dad's phone. This isn't your dad's rock and roll. I don't know. And then they, now they've got that whole, I think they even have like a line of like spiked root beers. They're like, oh, not your dad's root beer. This is your dad's beer. Okay. If you, yeah. if you, uh, if you lived, if you live in Chicago, this is, this is your dad's beer. Yeah, this is every dad. Yeah, yeah, this is a dad beer. This is, um, I'd say, the the Chicago equivalent to uh, Dixie that I had uh, a couple episodes ago. This is basically mm. the, the dad beer down here. And uh, <laughs> I like it. Like, it, for just, like, a simple drink, like, an easy drinkable lager, it's great. Like, it, it's not it, – it's uh, – it's not really hoppy or anything, um, so you know, that's not the best. But like, I'd rather have something like this. I would enjoy this versus tolerating a Miller Lite, right? You know, like if you're gonna be drinking a lot of beers or if you want to take it easy. Like, I I like the flavor of this. It's crisp. It's refreshing, and it doesn't taste watered down. Um, okay, so. Uh, I gave it a three, two, five. I kind of give it that on like a sliding scale. Like it's not, I don't treat it the same way I treat a craft beer. So like just a, a good cheap beer reminds me of home and, uh, and I'm happy to be enjoying it tonight and, uh, starting, uh, starting off the, the, the brew year (laughs) with, uh, with an old favorite. Nice. So yeah. Nice. Um, we had a, we had a fun night on Spanavoy last night and it'll be coming mm-hmm. out here probably today or tomorrow. I know. I, I, uh, you tagged me in the, uh, yeah. So we are in our, I tagged a bunch of our listeners too, I think. Um, we had a, our, it's, I guess now become an annual thing where, um, Jim of all people gets involved in a, uh, beer exchange at work. So basically you take a, you take a case of beer, like a, of a, you take a case of, you know, craft beer and then yeah. you get a bunch of stuff in return. And um, he always gives it to Ryan. Well, last two years, he's given it to Ryan and we've made him we've made him uh, partake in it. And we had a good night last last night uh, making him drink. And I think we put a hurting on him, too. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, Jim's a, he's a cider guy. Yeah. For for those that don't know about Mr. Adventure. Which, if you don't, what are you doing? Yes. Well, I'm sure you've you've heard the name. Yeah, you know the name. Jimmy A. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. When you're not used to those, even when you're used to it, like, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily sneak up on you, but it'll, it'll, it'll get oh, you yeah. drunk. But when you're not used to it and you're like, yeah, it's beer. Beer is like, you know, 4.5 ABV and like throw something that's double that on you. Yeah. It's just, it happens so fast. Yeah. 
So anyways, yeah, it was, it was a, yeah. And that in the different flavors too. And, you know, mm-hmm. Jimmy adventure, as mm-hmm. far as his taste buds go, um, they're uh, lacking in the, yeah. um, you know, they're not a fan of the X games. No. So, uh, he, uh, yeah, we had some, I had a couple good ones. He did, he did not mind. And I, I actually had a couple that I, I haven't had before. So nice. Uh, it was a nice little night last night. So we mixing up the old, uh, the old bruise and the span the void. So it was nice. So funny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jimmy. Yeah. The guy who eats uh, French bread pizza in tombstone, not a big yeah. craft beer guy. Who would have guessed? No. Um, and doesn't eat leftovers at all. We found that out last night. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Because <laughs> uh, no one's ever not finished a French bread pizza in one sitting. That's why. <laughs> yes. I I got one of those once because just kind of. I, just to I won't, see. Yeah, I won't say ironically because doing things ironically is fucking stupid. Um, but just is kind of a like, hey, Jim, I'm, I'm eating your food type thing. They hmm. were, it was horrible. Yeah. It was terrible. And yeah. it's not, I don't say that in in a, uh, nothing, I love Stouffer's mac and cheese, and I, you know, keep a couple frozen pizzas on hand just in case. Uh, that was, for for freezer aisle food. Yeah. That still sucked. So I I'm, I'm wondering, I'm wondering though, like, so that's one thing like I need to take more advantage of. We have a toaster oven that was given to us mm-hmm. and like, but it takes so like compared to the microwave, it takes so long to heat up and get ready. Yeah. You know? So like I, like everything in the toaster oven is so much better than the microwave. Mm-hmm. You know, I made it in, I didn't have a toaster oven. So, or, so I made it in, uh, just the just regular, regular oven, regular oven. Yeah. 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 So, uh, any, well, that, yeah, that's going to be episode 175 on Span of Void. So, check that out. That's what I, my, ex, the extent of my beer drinking. Do you have anything good and fun over the, the holiday cheer? And I did, festival? yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I didn't check it in because I didn't feel, uh, I didn't feel like it was appropriate. I was in a new setting, so I didn't want to stop my conversation to, to, uh, to hop on untapped real quick, but I, uh, I had shit. Now I think it's a, a, a Venezuelan beer and it's like their version of like cheap beer. And it was a little bit sweet. It was interesting. And, it, and the guy who gave it to me, I was like, Oh, you know, this isn't bad. He's like, Oh, it's terrible. But for like cheap beer, I was like, I really, I don't think it's bad, <laughs> but you know, I'm also the guy who's who's talking about old style on a on a beer centric podcast. So right. So who knows where who knows where I land on there? Um, but aside from that, yeah, I've uh, been bouncing around the uh, the bars in my area. Um, the uh, there's a pineapple habanero IPA at Nola, which is I. <sighs> disastrous i drink as much as i can every time because they go through it so quickly right and you can tell as it's you can tell when the uh they're getting low on their supply because it gets spicier yes so it's getting to be pretty spicy so i don't think <clears> it's getting gonna, it to, i don't think it's gonna make it to the weekend the bottom of the uh the yeah. vat yeah 
and uh, I had uh, I went to Port Orleans a couple times, which is another local spot, um, and they had a really good grapefruit IPA, and because it was just it tasted like um, the thing I I like fruity beers if it's if it tastes like fruit, not like fruit flavoring. Yeah, which I think most I think most people are on the same page, um, but it just had a nice natural like dry citrus to it, on top of being just a solid. It's their regular IPA with a with a grapefruit addition. So, okay, so that was good. Um, and but the real big news, Dogfish had announced that they are going to be distributing in Louisiana this year. There so, you go, man. My. My many, many moments of hard work tweeting them <laughs> saying, hmm. Hmm. saying, uh, I can't get your beer here have, uh, paid, paid off. off. Yeah. Cause I'm sure it was just me clamoring for it. And they're like, we got to get this guy some beer. So, so I'm very excited about that. Cool. Um, be able to get some of my, my standby favorites and, uh, some of, some of OT's favorites as well, which is good because, um, it's, it's more fun than drinking alone. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's that's pretty much it for me. I've been doing a a good amount of uh, tasting the local fare. Mm-hmm. Um, I am heading down to see uh, Mr. Brennan, friend of the show, one last uh, one last time in Florida this weekend, and he was just bouncing around the uh, Northwest. And uh, I guess he's got a bunch of beers from Minnesota and Omaha for me. So, oh, psyched about that. Cool. Yeah, stuff like I don't know anything from though from from that scene. So, right. But yeah, I'm that's pretty excited about it, especially since I yeah. love Minnesota. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I imagine like Minneapolis would have a pretty sweet uh, beer scene. Oh yeah, I bet there's there's probably some really good. Um, yeah, there's some, some pockets of really good, good craft beer there. Yeah. In the old Midwest. Duluth, St. Paul. Mm -hmm. Smaller, smaller ones too. I love Northern Minnesota. I don't, I'm, I'm very much a city guy, but I could definitely, I I would be happy in a cabin in Northern Minnesota at the same time, which is, Mm. I feel like that's saying something. Yeah. Like the uh, Unabomber. Uh, yeah, that's probably where I got the idea. <laughs> so. Um, so, yeah, I well, yeah, it's I would anytime I go to a different place, like mm-hmm. I try to you know check out. We've talked about this before, you know, I was trying to check out those places and right. and and it it's kind of cool to be able to get access to those those beers that like let's say you know. It, for like me, it's like Trogues. It's it's ubiquitous here. You know, it's everywhere you look. It's every but, you know, you go and ex- now I know some people can get certain beers, um, you know, within, you know, outside of like 500 mile radius. But like, you know, you're not all the time, and you're not getting those scratch beers and all that stuff. So right. But it, it's cool to find those those like uh, Keystone. Well, not Keystone. That's Pennsylvania. But like those touchstone beers or mm-hmm. breweries you know the ones that did well um in those different areas so yeah. cool 
but yeah, you can see all that stuff that we talked about on Untapped. Uh, we are Brewing View Pod and yeah. uh, some of our friends checking in. Tyler from Wisconsin, which is little chilly up there had a freedom of 78 from shorts brewing company uh new orange peel peel had a salty kiss with he which he hated it's a sour uh yeah so i don't know what's going on over there uh brad brad shambach had um a bunch of beers looks like last night um i know that guy yes brennan had a red lager Hmm. uh from from brickway brewing brewery uh, nice. And that looks maybe, I don't know if that's where those are coming from. I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, if you are into hanging out and talking and tap or toasting and commenting, uh, check us out on Untap. Please do that. Uh, we got an extra or new viewer or listener, um, or not just follower, I guess. Uh, let me find it. Friends. Um where is it? Uh, General Chaos. Mm. Um, I'm not sure where. Oh, this I think I know who this is. This might be Will, my friend Will. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you, General A General Chaos, for following us uh, on Untapped. And like I said, it's Brew and View Pod on Untapped. Check it out. Yeah. It's fun. Get Facebook. Yes. Get it. Nice, nice, <laughs> nice. Uh, anything else for you going on beer-wise? Not really. I mean, like I said, um, I had the newest uh, Mad Elf, mm-hmm. uh, the 2017 version of it. Uh, had it at the Hershey Bears game, which was fun. Um, that was a good time. I sat Third down in my hockey okay. team, right? Yeah, they're the Capitals' uh, uh, AHL affiliate. Yeah. Did you boo them? Well, they're playing the Baby Pens. No, I'm a huge fan of the uh, the Bears. I really love them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually worked for them like as a volunteer for a while. No way, that's awesome. Yeah, charting like game or charting uh, plays and stuff for them for a little while. I've done. I've had a lot of good times up there. I've done yeah a lot of stuff up there. I've, I mean, when I did that, I was sitting in a locker room with all the guys and stuff and. Mm-hmm. And I played a uh, <laughs> during one of the intermissions. I played a mascot game with nice. a br- broom broom hockey, which was fun. I was the subway sub. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a it's a cool atmosphere. If you ever get a chance to go to Hershey Bears game, we should yeah yeah should check it out. But yeah, um, so anyways, that's where I had my Mad Elf for the year, which was fun. And um, that same weekend which I guess was last weekend, my cousin came up who is now living a little bit closer to me. He's the one that lived down in, uh, uh, lived everywhere, but recently lived down in um, uh, Cape Canaveral. um, Yes, yeah. And he was the military guy. Now he's working for uh, the government. And he's he's not not Seth, but he's not that far away from not Seth. Yeah, he's he's not liberating small uh, villages in Peru. No, but he's the guy that not Seth calls. Oh yeah, from, maybe so. Uh, but we had a good night not, down here. Not Seth is his trigger man. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right. So, uh, but he came up with his son, and we, um, we, uh, you can see in the background here. I got the pool table. We sat and played yeah. pool, and we drank a lot of beer and had 
did a lot of politic talking and and religion talking for a long time and it was Solve nice the to have problems yes and um well you know what it reminded me of was uh the episode where uh of mavs yeah. where matt walked into uh his dad and his friends you know i don't know i don't know but, but to me yes yeah uh but it was we looked at our watch it was 3:30 in the morning i don't remember last That's time i sat best. and drank until 3:30 in the morning yeah. and and didn't even know it. we played pool all night long it was fun yeah uh good night so that is awesome i mean those those are the uh the best times yeah, the ones where the, the the hours just fall off the clock. I, I I feel like that's saying something about your company. Yeah, so that's cool. All right, well, let's get into some movies. Yes, yes, yes. And where to start? Uh, there's that's a bunch to talk about. Um, yeah. I guess would you <clears throat> want to save the big one? We'll save the big one for last, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, why don't we look? Why don't we get this out of the way? Um, I know it's, uh, you know, we didn't record last week, but a lot of the stuff that I watched, I watched a lot of Christmas movies. Okay. And uh, I just want to check in to something that we uh, we talked about, I think last time we recorded. But um, I watched National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Ot had never seen it and wanted to watch it, and so we did. And I, you're just a hundred percent accurate where it just, it just feels like a cheap cash in. Yeah. There's a couple funny moments. There are. Yeah. But it, it just, I think it's just one of those where it's pretty much like telling the same joke over and over and over and over yeah, it's, and over and over again. Yeah. And it's, it's derivative and and I think that that's why it plays so well with, with such a large crowd is it's just it's so easy to pop in you know exactly what's going on at all times and i don't know just cheap just cheap across the board and well yeah it's that it's that um well south park did a thing i think two seasons ago called like member berries yeah oh yes yeah so exactly what it is right yeah it's those like all those things i remember and y'all remember in the original and remember all the yeah. yeah remember stupid dads they're mm-hmm. back. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Great call. And, uh, but yeah, it's, and like I said, there are some funny moments. Like, yeah. Um, I definitely don't, like, I, I look at it a little more fondly than you do, I think, but I just, I still think it's just so strange that the original is not far and away considered the best. Yeah. I, it's, it's, yeah. I, I don't know why that there's, Suffer such a reverent, a reverent, reverence yeah. for this, um, but I, I think I know. I mean, I don't know why, but I think I know why. It's because it's a holiday movie, and it's because it gets played a lot during the holidays. Yeah. Where there's no, there's no real touchstone for the like, for the original one to be played. Like, when you're gonna play that when you're on vacation? No, right. I mean that's yeah. you know. Yeah, there's not the, um, the opportunity to just pop that on because there's so many good movies for you know, any given day of the week. But yeah. And the and that's the thing too that uh definitely helps that and and a couple of other movies that I actually think are a lot significantly I think Home Alone's a great movie. I, I love a Christmas story. Um but 
there's so many, like, I think we were talking about it when you guys had me on Span the Void. Like, the Hallmark Channel has, like, 30 Christmas movies that no one's ever heard of. Right. And those the, ones... 30? No, there's 30 with just, like, um, what's that? Uh, with, uh, you know, one actor, you know, uh, Winnie Cooper. You know, there's 30 with her. Yeah. No, on a, on a, a side note. Mm-hmm. She has to drive. She has to drive a Mini Cooper, doesn't she? I hope so. Like, like she's missing a great opportunity if she doesn't. I honestly, why is she not endorsing it? That's what I want to know. Yeah. There, oh, there's Winnie Cooper in a Mini Cooper. Yeah, absolutely. That's, uh, wow. You um, keep that under your hat, and uh, next time you run into her... Yes. Uh, <laughs> Boy, have I got an idea yeah. for you. <laughs> you know, people are always coming up to me pitching stuff, um, and I mostly tune it out. But one day, this guy hmm. <laughs> came up to me while I was shooting a Christmas movie in Pennsylvania. <laughs> right next to a gazebo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was doing some framework. Hmm. Um, and the guy that kind of looks like Santa, but... Is he? Yeah, I turned back to get a second look, and he wasn't there. <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. There's, it's, there's so many that are just so, um, and not to say the Christmas Vacation is not, you know, an assembly line movie, but there's so many that are just cranked out by this this machine of of less than mediocre. Uh, I, I don't know mediocrity, I guess, and mm-hmm. and so when you get the ones that can, I, I guess the cream rises to the middle, on, yeah, and in, in the Christmas movie, and I think that's why um, people make like why I make such a fuss over Gremlins, and and um, people I think rightfully make make such a, a clamoring to to say that Die Hard's a Christmas movie, is just there's so few quality movies where where like and i mean i know gremlins is a creature feature um but like where where actual like care is taken in in time instead of just like santa get santa out there but, mm-hmm. you know snow let's just put it in that you know mm-hmm. in that atmosphere mm-hmm. yeah yeah, so. It's it's just like saying that um lethal weapon is a christmas movie because mm-hmm. it's all Shane black thing. movies are christmas yeah. movies you know, but uh, guy loves well, speaking Christmas. Of, speaking of Christmas movies and mm-hmm. a Christmas movie, I never thought I'd like, but for some reason, I started sitting down. And I just sat down to watch it while I was waiting for my cousin to get here, and all of a sudden, I was just wrapped up in it. Mm-hmm. Pardon the pun. Um, <laughs> from last year, 2016, Office Christmas Party, starring uh, oh, yeah? Jason Bateman, Olivia Munn, and T.J. Miller. Now there are some. It, there's got some corny parts in it and stuff, mm-hmm. but like they didn't pull any punches. They went hard. They went raunchy. They went, and I think they tried. And I listen. I last time I worked in the office, it was 16 years ago or something like that. I worked in an office, and that was only for like a year. Um, but like from what I understand of the office office atmosphere, mm-hmm. I think they hit all the um, the stereotypes and all the um, you know. Like cliches, yeah. Um, and it actually, like, I liked it. It was good. Like, it That's wasn't awesome. bad. 
Yeah, it's like not great movie by <laughs> any means, but like it had it it set out to do a job and it did its job well. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I like that. I mean, you you run a risk, but uh when you go for the hard R of being too like that's what turned me off to Sausage Party, like I I felt that there was just such a like a, a, a an, an effort to be like look it's an r look look it's r rated yeah hey we're look, r-rated look, we're yeah. r-rated but but you can't half cock something like that like no. so and and sometimes it blows up in your face and sometimes it it works out but cool i'm glad i'm glad that you liked it um i was really confused for a while because i think this like around the same time there was a snl digital digital short called office christmas party Okay. And it wasn't great. Um, it wasn't bad, but it, it just like, it felt pretty thrown together. I don't know. Uh, it seems weird to criticize something like that that is supposed to be kind well, of Well, I mean, when but... you're when you're holding it up against, you know, all the other stuff that the digital shorts yeah, and stuff. Yeah, the, the Andy Samberg era of digital right. shorts is over. That is for sure. But uh, I was really confused. I was like, is this a spinoff or like... And and it it was one of those things where I was confused, but not confused, but not concerned enough to actually look into it. So I didn't know for a long time that it wasn't related at all. Right, and I I don't think that it is. I don't um, believe so. No, and but like honestly, it like you cannot go wrong with Jason Bateman. You just can't. Like he is like. Whether he whether he's being snarky or sincere, yeah. he always pulls it off. Now, I don't know how much range he has between you know, in there. Now, I watched a couple of the, the episodes of Ozark, which mm-hmm. were were good, definitely good. Um, but like he was in this one, he's more the sincere guy, you know, not the snarky guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it overall, overall, it it hit the mark for what it was trying to do, and um, you know, I know a lot of people hate. Um, tj miller um but he was he was good mm-hmm. uh, i mean he was i mean good with me like i know you know you i you know I, whatever um yeah so um, decent yeah no i uh i understand why he um no pun intended rubs people the wrong way um yes. and and uh this was all there was there was a lot of hate for T.J. Miller before the latest string of um, abuse allegations came out too. So yeah, it, so I'm sure a lot of people. Well, feel, see, I didn't even feel know kind that. of vindicated in that. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Some someone like a high school or high school like a college girlfriend, but then his wife came forward and was like, "No, this this girl's crazy." Um, cause they were, I guess, all in the comedy troupe together. I don't know. It's a convoluted mess. So, you know, it seems like something TJ Miller would be in. Yeah. An unfunny yeah. convoluted mess. Yes. Um, no, I, 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 you know, if the allegations are true, that's, that's a terrible thing. But in the meantime, uh, strictly from, from a comedic person standpoint, I understand why he turns people off, but I, I, I find him pretty funny. So yeah, not bad. Oh, friend of the show, Anderson hates him. Oh yeah, yeah, he hates well, him. yeah. Well, but he liked the wall a lot, so yeah. Hmm. 
Not that it was a bad movie. I was listening to the uh, latest After Disaster, and they were talking about it, and I was like, we just talked about that movie. <laughs> well, it, you know, sometimes it, there's crossover, and, you know, I'm sure he's listening to us, and, mm-hmm. you know, maybe spark some things in him and all that stuff. Yeah. Anyways, what <laughs> else you got? Um, uh, yeah, it's Chris, Chris, Chris Kringle galore. Um, movie that I liked that did not age well, the Santa Claus. Um, oh, the, yeah, I think I've seen that once. Yeah, maybe. Tim Allen. Uh, there's the thing that's really weird about Christmas movies, and sometimes you can kind of just get wrapped up in it. Um, to, to borrow a phrase from you. Uh, and then uh, and then other times it's just like not good enough. For, so you just kind of start to pick it apart. But what is the deal with the parents not believing in Santa Claus when clearly someone's leaving toys in their house? Right. What right. Is, like that's yeah. just such a, a is giant. It like, yeah. I mean, it works when you're a kid and it's like, you know, you got to believe in the magic of Santa Claus. And like, it makes sense. Like. To a degree, you like you, you don't think about things critically enough at that point, and then now I mean, it should like it should be explained, you know, between the parents, like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, and especially whenever it's a, like a plot point that the parent, the parents don't believe, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Where like, oh, I thought you got it. no, you got it, and you know that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, but no, it's it's. But like, if there was strange. presence under the the tree, and mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, I like. I often wonder where they come from, but I know it's always my wife. But if she was like, well, where did this come from? Like, she knows not to look at me and say, did you get this? And I'm like, no. And then we would start to believe. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yes, Virginia. There is a Santa Claus. Yeah. It just, uh, I don't know. I, and, and I'm way outside the demographic at this point, but it's one of those things where I, I think a lot of people give leeway to stuff that they grew up with. I'm not gonna do it. Yeah. Um, another one, Elf. Crush it. Elf. Oh, Elf. I, I like, watched Elf too. I like Elf a lot until like the very end. I don't know why, but just the the um, the singing in Central Park thing and the, and the like park rangers is just all like you got to find a better way to wrap that movie up. It just but yeah, you can't change it now. All in all, all in all, it's another solid. I think that's one that like that. That has the potential to stand the test of time. I mean, great performance of Will Ferrell, accessible for you know everybody in the family. Um, mm-hmm. So that could be another one of those that hopefully, I don't know, they might show it on TV. I, who knows how much longer TV channels are even going to be around? So yeah, who cares? I mean, it'll be always be there. Well, for the next probably thirty years, it'll be there because there's a generation. Yeah, we just need these damn baby boomers. Yeah, get out of the way. you've you've done all your all the damage you can do my mom and dad get out of here (laughs) you guys are gonna use netflix like the rest of us yes um did i tell you i i don't know if i mentioned it last week on the episode or two weeks ago that uh we watched the first two home alones yeah you did okay i I watched uh the first one recently as well the the uh couple days before christmas Mm -hmm. okay I love that movie. Still love it. Yep, pretty good. Um, I, I didn't like. I didn't realize that all of the hijinks, like, and I, I don't know if I remember talking about this, and but um, 
yes. that all the hijinks and stuff doesn't happen till like the last like 15 minutes. No. And that's what's it's it's good. Um, I well, I mean, I guess we need to get Liam in here on this, but I feel like from it's I feel like it's pretty well paced. I mean, you spend a lot of time with these characters, getting to know these characters before anything really uh, <clears throat> before the feathers hit the fan. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, I mean, his big complaint was, when are you going to start to fight? Yeah, okay, so maybe he's not a yeah. fan of the pacing. <laughs> no. Um, but the one thing that did really freak him out, and he's asked me about it many times, is like uh, about the, the guy stepping on the nail. Oh, yeah. That freaked him out. And like it, and it made me cringe, because like, I'm like more than most are, are yeah. capable of – doing that yeah you're in more danger than a lot of us <laughs> yes yes so yeah um uh and the second one it's i mean it's fine it's you know yeah. how do you how do you make it another home alone and of course they did it and but it resonated with him at least with the you know being kind of a bad kid at a time and then something happens and mm-hmm. you know all that stuff but uh all good um uh one movie i did revisit so I'm, we're doing a lot of revisiting of yeah. movies right now. Um, I did re- – okay, so a couple – probably now a couple months ago, I, I made a comment of how The Hateful Eight is going to stand up over The Revenant. Yes. Okay? Mm-hmm. So it's been freezing here, right? Really yeah. cold. So I was like, all right, the coldest movie I know is The Revenant, right? Uh, as far as – I would go The Thing. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, it's pretty cold. <laughs> got to go, but, got to go. Thing with the great, um, but you still get the McCready beard. Yes, you're, you're absolutely. But um, so I rewatched the Revenant. I mean, it's awesome. But it's it is a, um, I mean, it's a commitment, right? It's two hours and thirty six minutes long. It's big. It's long. It's, it's a slugfest like, for sure. Yes, for sure. This, I tell you what, this when we look back on it, and and what's amazing is. Like I re-rated it to a ten, yeah, I because like, that. like the shots, like everyone made such a big deal about it, you know, being shot in real light and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I watched it on my semi HD TV, right, right. And you know, and I'm sitting like right up against it. Um, I don't have a great sound system. I, I don't have any sound system. It's just the sound system from the speakers. I wish yeah. I had like a better um, sound system, but. Yeah, like too. this, this movie is visually stunning. It's so good. It's so, um, it's so real. And what's weird it's is an incredibly like, visceral movie. Oh, for sure. And yeah. but but the the stuff that surrounds it, the like the the shots and stuff that are, sh- like yes, the 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 agony and the the suffering that goes on mm-hmm. with the characters, but the the atmosphere in which it takes place in like I'm looking around when I wake up in the morning and I'm, or, or I'm going to work or wherever I'm at, I'm looking through, like I, I live way out in the country. I don't have a, have to, you know, I'm not in the city at all. Um, but I'm seeing like trees in the cold, in the snow and all that stuff. And I'm looking at it in real light. This guy captured mm-hmm. cold and captured the winter time mm-hmm. so beautifully. And yeah. so at, like and like him shooting it in natural light. I mean, maybe it's a gimmick, maybe it's not, but it it really paid dividends, man. And I know this guy's a crazy person. Yeah, uh, and you read too. He's like, 
like in I, I'm not even sure what his next one is, his next movie. Uh, um, me either. But could there be two more different movies in Birdman and The Revenant? No, I mean absolutely not. But like I think visually, both masterfully done. Yeah, I mean very like amazingly done, mm-hmm. and um, it. But this movie is so. God, it's so it is really good. It's it's um I I agree. I've been saying I've been singing its praises for since I saw it. I think and, it's a and, fantastic movie. And like I I appreciated it first time I saw it, but I just mm-hmm. like it kind of fell off for me, but I think it's a, it's worth a rewatch if you can find it because of the just the shots that are I mean the story itself is good and whatever and I really got a good appreciation for Tom Hardy in this because mm-hmm. And because I I watched it with subtitles on, because you miss a lot of what he's saying. Yeah, and absolutely. Um, you know, like he's the and you know he's the antagonist in this movie, but like all his motives aren't bad, and he really just gets caught up in what you know just personal survival. Really, mm-hmm. you know, like he he did a bad thing just to save his own hide. And whether or not it was justified or not is up to you. I mean, most people say no, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, From the comfort anyways. of their couch. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, um, just it's a it's a great second watch if you mm-hmm. can get a chance. And um, yeah, I know it was. It's a it's a big one to it's a big one to get through. But man, yeah. stunning. Well, so I think um, I think we were. This was either right around or right before we started doing this show, and so yep. we did a, a Mavs countdown. The three of us, you, me, and Matt. Oh, and, that's right. Yep. And Matt and I both had had high praises for this, and I think not not that you were pulling a Matt a no way, but you definitely didn't really see eye to eye to us. And then I also had a conversation with a friend, and he was the same. He was the same way. He was like, you really think that was one of the best movies you saw this year? Absolutely. So on top of it, I think it is stunningly shot, but I love like just the um, the amount of conflict in that movie. And of course, like there's stuff that could could have been cut out. Absolutely. But like you have just man versus man, man versus nature, man versus himself. Like it just it it documents this struggle i think incredibly well and one of the best that i've seen it done in in recent years yeah yep it's um it's it's pretty impressive it really is Mm -hmm. um yeah i can't say much more about it and um you say you you were a little bit more succinct in the way you said it too so i've 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 had to defend it a few times before so yeah had a little practice um yes well, uh, that actually segues nicely into the uh, last time we all talked. We had we had Aaron join us, mm. um, and I'm I'm sure he's listening now, thinking finally they mentioned me. So thanks again, Aaron. Yes. Um, he uh, <laughs> threw out. <laughs> it's hard to keep track of all our listeners, but yes, yeah. Um, so he threw out uh, the survivalist for us. Um, I did not mark down what year this came out. I I want to say 2015. Let me double check that right now. But so it's on Netflix and it is not at all like he billed it. He was like, oh, it was a bad, good movie. And I'm thinking it's like a B movie. 
um, like a, 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 yeah, 2015. I'm thinking it's like a, you know, a late night B movie, like guy in the woods. Like a Rucker Hauer, like a hobo with a shotgun or something like that. Yeah. Like something like that. A little grindhousey or some, some sort of like creature feature, uh, something, you know, some sort of zombie apocalypse type thing. It was a lot closer to, uh, Z for Zachariah. Okay. Um, and it was, uh, that was, it was pretty long. Um, I think it ran about two hours and there's not a lot happening. So it's a, a guy, uh, in the woods in, in a cabin. Um, he's, he's doing his own, he's, he's living off his land farming. Um, you don't really find out what, what happened, but there's definitely, um, there's, threats out there he's he's surviving in either a post-apocalyptic time or or some something has happened and society has broken down this is not just a guy like out in the woods like living off the land for to reduce his carbon footprint or something like that Mm -hmm. and um you you definitely get that immediately and he happens across a an old and uh, an old and young woman come come uh to his camp and uh they want to he's he's very wary of them um but they're they're hoping to make some trades for some food and uh they uh they don't have pure intentions and let me just say i was disappointed in the both of them uh <laughs> they don't have pure intentions and um so there's a lot of just this kind of drawn out back and forth and the young girl um, this, the, the, the guy is starting to trust them. The young girl seems to be starting to, to fall for the guy. And the older woman is, uh, she wants to take him out. And, um, so it's a lot of, a lot of circling the wagons, I guess. And, um, there's a couple of, uh, external conflicts and it, it's just, it's a very, it's definitely not a late night movie. It's a very uh, slow burn, um, and uh, it's it's an interesting little movie. But it's not like I'm definitely not rushing out to to recommend it to anyone. Um, but I, I gave it a six, uh, so it was a little. Like I'd, I, I much more recommend Z for Zachariah. And now that I'm kind of talking through it, it is funny that the, it is like a three person cast. It is, there's kind of this weird, um, underlying sexuality and stuff like that. And, uh, mm-hmm. so, well, that's yeah. like, um, it comes at night is, it sounds like the same thing. Like there must be this niche, like Maybe. this new genre, like this subtle uh, post-apocalyptic movie, yeah. because it, it it comes at night sounds exactly like it. I mean, it's 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 you know, it's really get, yeah, getting along on your own, mm-hmm. and then something like something big for them happens, but for us, it's like, eh. right, yeah, yeah, um, and it's more like character study type stuff, you know, set yeah. in a. Yeah, and this just the characters just didn't have the depth that really made it worth getting into. But it still it wasn't like 
they, it wasn't bad. It just there wasn't enough redeeming that I couldn't get from another movie. So right, uh, I think it might be. It's interesting to have that kind of genre because it's almost like an action movie. Like say you'd have like we talked about Lethal Weapon earlier. Just say that we have like uh, Riggs you know, having a confrontation with like his mailman or something like that. And, you know, he never has to pull out his gun, but like something weird happened. Like he got a package from somebody else and he has to get it back to him or the postman, like, you know, is trying to screw him on something, Mm -hmm. you know, nothing to shoot anybody about, but like just a little discourse, this, this, uh, disconcerting. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so, so when you bring that up, it kind of, these movies are kind of like anti-action movies. Like they take the same basic premise that would serve an action movie or a, a scary movie or, or a, a horror movie, something a little more um, with the pace picked up a little more that would serve it really well. And they kind of deconstruct it from a different angle. Right. So I can appreciate that. And I, and I think it's something that, that you, um, you know, since, since we, uh, we wade through a lot of movie waters. It's something I, I think that you'd find something redeeming in this movie. Um, I think that you'd probably fall in line with me as far as the rating goes, but mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't know. I, I think you, you could find something to appreciate there and it, cause it is there. But um, like I said, it's just, it's the same package is a little more satisfying in, the, in some other movies I've seen. But, well, like it, well, the way Aaron explained it, maybe it was more like, like he he said he couldn't stop watching it, right? Because mm. you were always expecting something to happen, and whenever it finally does happen, it's like, oh well, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, it does kind of subvert your expectations that way, right? Um, but yeah, I, I was definitely definitely sitting down for thinking it would be a like a B movie or something like that. You know what it kind of reminded me of too. Now that we're kind of now that we're talking through it, I have all this stuff to say. I thought I'd have mm-hmm. nothing to say about it. There we go. Um, but it kind of reminded me of like season two of the walking dead Mm. where nothing happens. Yes. But there was no zombies or, um, in, in a smaller cast. Yes. Yeah. So there it's, it's more character, character study ish. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. OT's using the oven. That's all right. That's all right. (laughs) Oh, she was on a podcast. Yeah. Do you want to review Dunkirk? Yeah, <laughs> uh, she she says she's good. <laughs> <laughs> she's done. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. Kirk, Kirk. Uh, yeah. So, uh, if if anyone is interested in it, if you like the the other movies we talked about, or or you want to, um, just maybe maybe a break from from all the action. I don't know. Uh, the Survivalist is streaming on Netflix. But uh, yeah, I, I gave it a six. It was actually one. Uh, I see so much stuff that's like, oh, ninety four percent match. That was only like a sixty percent match for me. Right. So I was surprised. I was like, I didn't know they got that low. Hmm. But yeah. Um, I I watched a movie that was all action. Nice. Uh, from this year, American Assassin. Yeah. Uh, starring. Uh, our favorite Michael Keaton and a Taylor Kitsch lookalike, Dylan O'Brien and <laughs> Taylor Kitsch. So <laughs> there was a weird situation where I didn't know who the bad guy was. 
at times. Um, uh, this is a. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't even want to spend that much time on it. Um, <laughs> I think it was based off of either either a novel or a graphic novel, um, and I'm just. It's. It's pretty much what you would expect from like a kind of a cheesy um, popcorn bubblegum. Mm-hmm. Not a popcorn bubblegum. That would be terrible. But like a. You know, uh, just a kind of light fare, not very, there's no substance yeah. and, you know, all, there's a bomb about to go off at the end and guess who wins? Hmm. The good guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. That's a shame that we, we have Michael Keaton back because he was gone for so long and he comes out um, with, uh, I'm sure there's something between these, but I mean, Birdman was incredible. Uh, he, yep. was, he was fantastic in Spotlight. Yes, Spotlight. Um, and Great and the Founder. Okay, I haven't seen The Founder, but that's that's been the general consensus. Is it's, yeah. it's a good performance in an okay movie. Um, yeah. yeah. But I'm trying to think of the right one. Uh, uh, Spider- uh, yeah, but which Spider-Man is it? Homecoming. It's Spider-Man Homecoming. Homecoming. Yeah, I was, yeah, sorry. I, I was like, it's not The Amazing Spider-Man. Um, and he was so great in that, too. So it's it kind of stinks that he's... Gonna, because that seems I I know the movie you're talking about it, and that seems like a role that's just primed, like somewhere Nicolas Cage is pissed that he didn't get. Oh role. yeah, for sure. Yeah, and <laughs> um, you know whatever. I'm I'm not gonna begrudge a guy for working. No, he no, fine. he was he was fine in it. Um, but yeah, like kind of like it takes him away from doing something great that we could watch. You know, like it. That's that's four or five months of him just working on. Right. Yeah. I'm not like I, I'm whatever. not same deal. I I'm not gonna hate on him for taking a job, but. But he's probably there's probably a lot of really great stuff coming across his coming his way, um, yeah. And and maybe this was really good too, and they just it it wound up in the wrong hands. Maybe he saw there was a great script at one point, and it just got yeah chopped, just a hack job to it. But or maybe the 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 numbers on the uh, on the check were right. I don't know. Tough to say. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. that's good too. Yeah, that yeah. It was just. It was kind of, it was just kind of bad. I mean, it was an action movie and whatever, you know. Yeah, you never want to have a whatever action movie. Yeah, I mean, there's, it's the same as all of them. It's, it's. Yeah, and there, there was nothing, no new bounds. There's, there's a couple neat shots they did, but like other than that, it's. It was, mm-hmm. So. Well, I think about like Atomic Blonde. Like that doesn't really break any ground in in the story department but they went for this really like highly stylized thing stylized yeah and then they also had that incredible like 15 minute long take as well i know i think i think about that movie once every couple days it's that was fun yeah it's a fun movie and that scene itself is i think is a great piece of like of uh cinematic artwork i would say yeah the the whole movie maybe not but the movie's entertaining enough but that yeah. scene is wild. All right. Yep. Um, before we get into the uh, proceedings this evening, we'll be right back. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get into, we've got a couple of uh, bigger <laughs> movies to talk well, about. One thing, is, one thing that's real funny, I start to rock back and forth, and then you start to rock back and forth, and I know it's time to, to go to pee. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the, right. well, we're both sitting on a... We're, on a we're uh, doing the same podcast in the same we're, sweatshirt. Yeah, we're we're syncing up, as they say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
there you go. Uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm so fidgety to begin with, but I feel like there's there's a very like definitive change. Like once my feet start moving, it's like okay. Well, yeah. S- sometime go. soon, I got to find a pause here. And whoever came up with my teeth are floating, <laughs> that's such an apt uh, way to say it. <laughs> yeah, I am filled with beer. Yes. Uh, anyways, anyways, um, before we get into the movies we're going to talk about this week, we're going to talk about what we're going to talk about next week. Yes. So. Yeah. Um, so for you, for you uh, there's a movie called The Details. Yes. Um, not sure what it's all about, but it's on <laughs> streaming on Netflix right now. Um, starring, what, Tobey Maguire and uh, not Rachel McAdam, Elizabeth but uh, Elizabeth Banks. Banks. Yes. Yeah. So you shall uh, report back. I'll watch that. I'll give you the details when I see it. Yes, the deets. The deets. Yeah, Um, definitely. So uh, I got a Netflix original from you from uh, what's his name? Will Smith? Uh, Yes, Will Smith, but that's not who I was thinking of, actually. I probably should have been the first person I'm thinking of. The director or Joel Edgerton? No, uh, written by Max Landis. Uh, oh, oh yeah 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 and yes, then David yes, Ayer, yes. who uh, we all know is uh, Train Day. Uh, right. Yes, I he wrote Training Day. Yeah, he wrote Training Day. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> wrote and directed Suicide Squad, and I think he wrote and directed End of Watch as well. Yes, yes, a movie I really loved, really loved End of Watch. Like, yeah, I fell yeah. in love with that movie, man. Did you like it? I oh yeah. Yeah, I like. Oh, it a great! Lot. Like, I I don't think I got the reception it should have, man. I thought it was fantastic. No, I don't. But you know what? I don't. I haven't talked to anyone who's seen it that didn't say that though. Really? Uh, that that didn't that I have not talked to anyone who's seen it that didn't like it. Didn't like it. Yeah. I mean, it there was it was some heart grabbing moments and mm-hmm. and also the um uh the the use of the you know the the self filming. Uh, found footage yeah. type stuff, you know. Obviously, everyone's bitched about it and complained. Or yeah, I wonder if that's what what hurt it at all. Just because like, man, it was twenty. I'm looking at it now. It was 2012, and uh, yeah, I could see that being kind of a a time where no one was into uh, found footage anymore. I know, but effective, man, really mm-hmm. effective. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um. Like I believe those guys were buds, like friend, like truly friend. But anyways, we're yeah. not talking about that. Yeah, but yeah, and it then was... uh, another guy who made his bones on uh, found footage. Uh, Max Landis wrote Chronicle. Yeah. Um, uh... But uh, yeah, it stars Will Smith and Joel Edgerton. Man, how much is Will Smith's star fading? When I was trying to think of the guy who wrote the movie before him. Uh, yeah yeah i know because will smith's awesome but he just has not had a good movie out in far too long yeah he's been like he had a like a run and like he had like i had heard like there was what was it there was some um interviews with him that he had found this like formula Mm-hmm. to do movies you know mm-hmm. and it started with like independence day and he would do like you know a certain certain types of movies oh. and like 
he was hitting it out of the park for he had quite inc- a while. He had an incredible run. Let's just – I'm going to try and – because he was crushing it all over the place. I mean, um, when did – Fresh Prince of Bel-Air started in 1990, and then it ran until, I think, Independence Day. And Independence Day came out in 96 – Right. His next movie was Men in Black. All all right. the while, while he's he's dropping hits, whether you know whether they're dated or not, doesn't matter. He was dropping hits. Um, Ali, Men in yeah. Black Two, Bad Boys, Bad Boys Two, Wild West was in there. Didn't age well, but I think it did pretty well. I Robot. He was like f- from like 1990. Until Seven Pounds came out in 2008, and I think that's where. Yeah, I think actually, like, Hancock was, like, I really liked Hancock. Yeah, me too. Um, But, like, After Earth, I think, is where everything. Yeah, because there's, like, a real long span there. Like, there's four years there. We didn't do anything. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. Yeah, because he did Seven Pounds in, in 2008, Men in Black 3 in 2012, which I bet there's people that have no i saw the first two have no idea that there's a third one yeah um, uh focus he Earth. was he was really good in focus mm-hmm. whether or not focus was good or not that's up to you but like right. um and then yeah then suicide squad and collateral beauty i heard was just a train wreck and yeah of course collat or concussion <clears throat> yeah i heard i heard that I, I would like to see the version of concussion that the nfl didn't get their hands on yeah 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 so um but yeah, anyways, uh, yeah, Bright. Uh, Netflix original, they've been pushing it hard, um, and we'll see, right? Uh, yeah, we will find out. Um, I, you're gonna... To me, it, it feels like a, um, uh, what's that, Underworld type thing? Yeah, kinda. like uh, Vampires vs. Werewolves. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, I'm interested in it, and uh, I'm going to get your, your take ahead of time. You're going to let me know if it's uh, worth checking out or not, and so we yeah. might have to double down on it next week but sure yeah um so uh we're we're talking uh i almost said stone vengeful spirits but we're talking uh the Mm. details um from 2011 streaming on netflix Mm -hmm. and bright from this past year uh, yeah also on netflix next week and uh if you want to wait till you hear our takes on that you're not sure or you just want to uh Want to go with something that we know we're confident in? Uh, we've got some recommendations for you, right? And I'm I'm going to recommend a movie that whoever's listening to this probably has seen already. But I'm just letting you know it's streaming and it's a great flick, great flick, great, great, great flick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Total Recall, the original Total Recall uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, streaming on Amazon. Um, so it's out there. So if you want to just turn it on one night just and it's not you don't want to watch the you know the tnt version or you know the edited version you want to see the real stuff uh check that out it's it's a fun 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 watch oh heck yeah uh i i second that and uh if you want to uh watch kind of an artsy flick from uh 2000 the the japanese film battle royale just a real real art house movie I want to watch that. I'm okay. actually going to watch that. Uh, it's actually not an art house movie at all. It's essentially um, a hard R Hunger Games before Hunger Games. It's it, kids fighting to the death. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's awesome. Oh, man. 
Yeah. Uh, I know you said you you'll probably be watching a lot of movies this weekend. I, I think you should make. I'm gonna some, check it make out. Some time for this one. It is it is subtitled. Um, oh. But it's pretty crazy. Is it on? You said on Netflix, right? Yes. If I didn't, it is on Netflix. All right. Sweet. Yeah, I will check that out, and I will be reporting back next week and talk about. It. We can then we can hit it hit it a little bit. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Um. So next week we're. We're definitely going to be talking the details and bright. Both are streaming on Netflix. Um, if you want uh, our our streaming recommendations, they are Total Recall from 1990 on Amazon Prime, and Battle Royale from 2000 on Netflix. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, one quick note before we go too much further. Uh, Neil, on the night that we recorded last week or last time we were talked, um, mm. had sent us an email, and um, and he had seen Thor. He really liked the new Thor, and uh, watched uh, Wiener, the movie uh, about Anthony Wiener. Yes, uh, dug that quite a bit. Um, the Foreigner with Jackie Chan and Pierce Bronson, the most un unlikely pair up, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, yeah, uh, I guess he, it was, it was well worth a look, he said. Um, uh, and he has to wait quite a while for, uh, the last Jedi mm-hmm. to come out. So, uh, but thank you. Wait, Neil, why for, does he have to wait for that? Cause it's not coming to his local theater until this month. Wow. So I don't know. He lives in, in the wilds of England. Wild, wild doubts. Yeah. Um, fair enough. Well, so thank you, thank you, sir. Yeah, thank and you if for you emailing us. Do want to do that? It just in case you want to get a hold of hell hold of us. Uh, it is uh, brewedviewpod at gmail dot com. Yeah, that is also our untapped handle and our Twitter handle, brewedviewpod. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess just let's just go with it. Um, yeah, you can. Uh, <laughs> You can uh, interact with us on Twitter and Untapped, as we mentioned. Um, our website is thesaucenlaunch.com. We got every single episode there. We're also on iTunes, and and I think you you can get our RSS feed pretty much anywhere you do it. But the best, the thing that would be most helpful, of course, we'd love it if you gave us five stars and reviewed us. Just tell your friends who like beer and movies. Yeah, That's yeah. It. It's kind of weird though, like like the fact that i like any podcatcher you can get mm-hmm. like there, there we are yeah we're we're on it and it's it's kind of weird it's kind of um yeah it's kind of funny know. that like i guess now that you mentioned the the like barriers to entry are like even lower than you realized yeah yeah it's yeah, yeah. it's uh it's a weird uh but it's cool though. Yeah. And and if you're listening, no, it's thank awesome you very much. Because I, I got to be a hundred percent honest. I am so unhappy with the Apple Podcast app right now. Really? The latest, um, the the last big update. I hate it. Oh, you hate it? Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, Un- yeah. I, unhappy, is, unhappy. I hate it. It is the worst. I like. I actually dropped it and went to another podcaster. I hated it that much. <laughs> I'm 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 thinking about going going over to Stitcher. <laughs> no, I, there's a great one. There's a great one called um, um, that I I use. It's called uh, uh, Overcast, and it mm-hmm. you just pick it, you line it up, and it'll 
have the stuff that's unplayed and played. And then, boom. And then you can search whatever you want. Like, in the new I, or the iTunes one, it's like you don't even know what's going on. Like, it's you can't navigate it. It's no, like impossible it's, to navigate. It is the opposite of streamlined. And it used to be incredibly well streamlined. Yeah. Overcast is like a, a, as streamlined as you can get. And, like, you'll see the unplayed and the played. And you're done. I have to go through, if I want to listen to the latest Span the Void, I have to go, uh, oh, and that one where, uh, with Jim Drinken is, is up right now. Oh, sweet. Um, but I was going to say, if I want to listen to, uh, Matt from Matt and Andrew vs. Society, I have, I have to go through three menus before I get to the episode. Yeah, it's, it's stupid. Go to Overcast, check it out. Yeah, I think that I'm going to do that, um. And you can't you can't bow down to Stitcher now. You can't. <laughs> I <laughs> or maybe that this is the straw that'll break the camel's back for iTunes. You're like, oh, they're, he's he's turning. He's, yeah. He's, yeah. Oh my God! Did you hear? <laughs> uh, overcast. Yeah, definitely. Um, how about this? I I know we have people who don't use the um, don't use the Apple app. Tweet us. Yeah. Tweet us what you use. What do you like? Yeah. Because I what trust you, got? you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, as previously mentioned, you can, uh, hear Brad and myself on other podcasts. I'm on, uh, Matt and Andrew vs. Society and, uh, I, I almost said Matt. Brad is on Span the Void. Mm-hmm. We're easy to find right. on Overcast. Yes. Even better. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I guess without further ado, let's, uh, let's spoil Neil's day and, uh, talk about The Last Jedi. Yeah, and I don't. I don't, I don't think, think we really we, we even have to spoil it. No, yeah, I don't think you need to worry about spoilers. There's just uh... okay. So one of the things before, like just an overall feel of this movie. Like I remember the one big problem you and Matt had um, with the uh, Force Awakens that it felt so much like uh, a New Hope. Right, that's one of your big kind of complaints for it. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Yes, a complaint, but not not that strong of one. But it is like it's definitely something that like the complaint lies more with they played it as safe as possible. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, to to that to I mean, to my original to what I said, I I I felt that this also felt like the second movie of that trilogy. I mean, it felt a lot like Empire Strikes Back, you know, where at, you know, the beginning, middle, and maybe or maybe not the end, you, like, it felt like the rebellion was on its heels and maybe about to be crushed. Yeah. You know, and like, uh, we had, uh, and, and I don't think this is a spoiler so much because we know Ray is with Luke for a certain mm-hmm. period of time. You know, in the other one, Luke is with Yoda for uh, uh, quite a bit of time. Right. And you get and you, you understand pretty quickly that she is probably, you know, she's may or may not be the last Jedi. Or if if not, then Luke is the last Jedi or however however it works out but like um yeah there's a lot of mirroring um but i um 
but I don't think this. I, I agree. Well, I'm not, I agree I'm not comparing it yes, to. Yes, I, I'm I know. Comparing you're not. to storylines. Yeah, and that's, that's that's basically it. Yeah, I I agree with you. The structure is because is I think we're both on the same. We're probably both on the same page. It's that uh, Strikes Back is the best Star Wars movie. Oh, by far. Right. So, like, I'm not saying it. Mm. If absolutely, I'm saying absolutely storyline that it, it felt like that. So, um, it's uh, well. Give me your give me your thoughts on it. Um, my thoughts are, it exists. Like it, it didn't really. Um, so I understand, like you, the uh, the prequels are. Um, they didn't they didn't do Star Wars any favors as far as making money, knocked it out of the park. But as far as um, having it taken seriously as quality sci fi filmmaking, not so much. Um, so I understand the the desire to play mm, it safe. Wait, well, I'm going to disagree with you. Okay. A little bit, like like the quality filmmaking, like sci-fi quality filmmaking. There were some shots in this movie that were are unforgettable. Like oh, awesome. this one, yeah, yeah. I'm yes. talking about the prequels. I'm talking about okay, the, okay. So so I'm talking oh, about the prequels. No, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, prequels sorry. did nothing to advance the 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 quality of sci-fi filming. Um, so I understand the need to play it safe with the Force Awakens, and actually, that's when um, we did rewatch the Force Awakens and. I I think that was the third time I've seen it. Still really enjoy that movie. Um, but uh, so I understand the need or and desire more than need, the desire to play it safe. And they did that and they were successful in that. So why now aren't they taking risks? Why? Like, I, I feel like this is another really safe movie. Um, I feel like there were a couple of opportunities where they could have really surprised the audience. Um, and and just knowing that one of our dedicated listeners is hasn't seen it yet, I really want to tread lightly on that. Um, you, Neil, email us and, and, and I'll give you more insight into what I'm talking about after you see it because I think it's a really good discussion point. But um, it just feels like a really safe movie. Uh, this... This, there were some parts that were just so, like the gambling planet. Yeah, that could have been oh, cut out. Absolutely, and and there was just some like really just like cringy dialogue, like in the, in when um, the people on the gambling planet are about to, um, get caught and executed, and when uh, one of them's like. Well, this is how it ends. Like, oh, but it's worth it to see this place go down. No, it's not. No. Like, it's so, like, I don't know, just so, like, obnoxiously melodramatic. And um, I know there's people kind of – there's a small but loud group on the internet clamoring that, like, social justice warriors have have ruined Star Wars. And that – I, well, that I, that that's stupid. Like those no. those are they're idiots. idiot idiot fringe. Yeah, yeah. The 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 lunatic um, fringe. Yeah, the loud minority um, of people who who think that. Uh, but it just like like stuff like that. To me, it's more just bad writing than shoehorning in these social commentaries. 
Well, I I re- honestly do think that it was a, a way to get those characters to just to give them a storyline because there was there was it the the main storyline really didn't involve them. You know what I mean? Like it had to right. But you, you could have I mean? you could have um, done better though. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this is Star Wars. So there's a ton of people. There's a ton of really talented people that are probably willing to put uh, the pen to the page for you. Yeah. Um, and this was just not it. And uh, yeah, as far as story goes, it was lacking. Yeah, I think all, all around. I mean, there were some good points and and stuff. Like, it was cool to see certain aspects of whether it's the Jedi stuff mm-hmm. or the, the um, you know the. You know, just, um, I don't know if it's, but it the story overall was really, uh, had okay elements, but overall it was lacking. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, see, it seemed like a, a decent foundation, but it just, it just didn't seem like it was filled in. Right. But what I did like though, was, uh, Ryan Johnson's kind of spin on some of the characters and how they interacted. There was some good like um, dialogue and um, interaction between like the stuff with Ray and, and Luke was, uh-huh. there were some points that were good. Like I enjoyed some of that stuff, you know, mm-hmm. just the back and forth now, like the motives and like, and this goes back to story, but like their, their motives and all that stuff were <laughs> kind of awkward, but just the interactions between them we're fine. The dialogue and stuff. So, and I, and I, I'm not going to put any like the stuff, the criticism stuff on, on Ryan Johnson, because I think he actually did a pretty good job in pulling off because like, it's not like this is his original story. Like right. this is, this is workshopped in like, there is, these are many, many, it's his name, but they're movies by committee. Right. And it's, it's his job to put his spin on it. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. I think for the most part, he did a good job. Um, and like, so, yeah, just, I mean, aside from the um, the bad storyline we were talking about, they, yeah, I mean the main the main through line was well executed, if if a little lacking, but right, it's yeah. just like those the personal moments I thought were good. Yes, it's, yeah, it's it's the overall like 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 where are we going with this story? Like, and mm-hmm. like I understand it, but like like. The, the first act dilemma mm-hmm. let's just get far away from him enough that we can hold him off so we can have all these stories go on yeah. around it. it like that was ugh, it's, like, ugh, it's kind lazy. of a, a lazy way to create stakes yes and and the problem is those stakes ever never feel real and that's mm-hmm. something that really bothers me um towards the climax of the movie one of the main characters should have died and looked like he was going to die. Oh, I'm, and, I'm, I even before that. And, and I was way be disappointed that. because I, I love that actor. And I think I, I really like his character. I think that he, he is such a great balance between um, uh, like he has these great moments of comic relief as well as being um, a, a great character in, in a great character in this story. Um, so I didn't want him to die, but I want some actual stakes. Well, uh, they no cheated f- fucking stakes. I mean, earlier than that, they cheated so hard on oh. a, on a, on something that like would have been so impactful. 
Like whenever it's honestly a disservice to to this the legacy if we're talking about the same thing. Yes, the the big explosion and mm-hmm. and then you know coming back oh, so bad and like like that was like cringeworthy almost because it was like like it I mean they stole right from Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> you know that was like. Well, I've you can't right. st- you can't steal from yourself, and Disney owns all of this now, which I is guess. why there's no stakes. But like that, that, um, like that would have been that scene mm-hmm. would have been so much more. That would have been really um, impactful, meaningful. Yeah, yeah, um, because of the way it unfolded, mm-hmm. and I guess like people, I guess who have seen it know what we're talking yeah. about, but, um. What I what I really want to talk about what like to make what made this movie really worthwhile mm-hmm. were the shots. Mm-hmm. This like um, some of the scenes were amazing. Yeah, like um, the the fight in the red room. Yes, yeah, was I was gonna say that is one of the great. Yeah, um, fantastic the, looking. The the salt planet. Yeah. Um, the, those scenes from that, you know, where it goes from white to red. Yeah, that is um, so cool. Um, it's just even even a lot of the stuff on the island, you know, just uh, some of the visuals on that were fun to look at. Um, yeah. I love the just the little the nod with the axe wing in the water. Yeah, like just, it's just yeah, just some really good shots and like in like not a bad movie. I mean. I gave it a. I think I gave it a six. Yeah, I, I gave it a six. Um. Uh. Yeah. Uh. A pretty big disappointment. Uh. From. From the Force Awakens, a movie that I really, really enjoyed. Yeah, I don't um, think it rode that momentum at all. And like maybe maybe some of these things and. Um. Well, like J.J. Abrams will. Like, cause he's doing the next one, right? And it's gonna be the culmination. Is he doing the next one? Is Ryan I, Howard's involved somehow? Is he doing the new? Is he doing the Hans? Ron Howard, one? yeah, yeah, he's, Ron yeah, Howard. He, yeah. I think whoever was doing it originally got kicked out. Yeah. And uh, so they're well, bringing Slender in Man. the Arrested Development guy. Yeah. Um. But yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah. The uh, visually, this movie is stunning. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think some of the interactions, like I said, were good, but over, like, there's only so much you could do. There were some member berry moments with you know Luke walking into the Millennium Falcon, Millennium Falcon. We saw that yeah. on the trailer and stuff, which was kind of sweet. Yeah, um, but we already had that once with much more impact. In, yeah, in the first yeah. one. For sure, yeah, for sure, and you know, let's, um, you know, we have these characters developed now, yeah, and the, we've and also had our emo moments, but here's what here's what we do have, um, because like in Empire, you know, Luke and Darth got together at the end, Luke got his butt kicked, mm-hmm. you know, and then it sets up for what's supposed to be a great third movie, and obviously wasn't, uh, didn't, <laughs> yeah. didn't. You just get a third movie, <laughs> but but here's what here's what we do have is we do have a very fully fully fleshed out character in Ray. 
Yeah, now. absolutely. Like and like they, I think that's one thing they did a good a, do a good job in, and we did get a lot of conflict in Kylo Ren. Yeah. Um, and yes. and like now I like him a lot more than I did before. Like he turned from from just a whiny little whatever, and he for part of this movie he was more a lot more of that. Yeah. But now, but at the end, I know this maybe give him a look, but now we have decided good mm-hmm. bad this is what it's going to end up you know yeah. um and you know um well yeah and hopefully uh uh what's his name uh oh what's the hell his name is um uh, oscar isaac yeah. uh comes through yeah his his whole thing was kind of un uh, underwhelming as well like it really feels like they they did a great job with the Ray storyline and then oh. they kinda like had to scramble to fill it in. Yeah. Um, yes, absolutely. Yes. You had an epiphany yes. there? Yeah, I did. Um the uh hyperspace moment. Uh-huh. Uh that was like that was an like a out loud oh my from me. And the um, um uh Laura Dern. Yeah. Um her big moment. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That that visual Laura, was yeah. Amazing. Mm-hmm. That was like that blew me away. I've uh I I feel like we kind of got that in Rogue One already though. Uh, okay. Um, no, no. Okay. No, you know what? You know what? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm in agreement with you, but they just let it, they, they ran it into the ground is the problem. Really? Yeah. Like, I didn't think it lasted that long. I was like, I want more of that. Uh, yeah, I want more of it, but that's, isn't that the point though? I guess. Like if you, if you stop, as soon as the sound came back, I was kind of like, all right, this is just gonna keep going and going, but it, I, mean, I, I I thought it was. Like I think that, I think they had a really strong closure point right there. And oh, what yeah. they did for sure is let the movie keep going, and that's yeah. But and then but we did if if they didn't, then we didn't get that whole scene down with you know the uh, ape looking at at ads, you know mm-hmm. on the salt planet. Yeah. Yeah, now, I'm, now I can't really remember the the yeah the but timeline like, of it all, but yeah, yeah. They yeah. could they could have juggled some stuff around to make it. Yeah, work, yeah, but. they could have, and and you know, again, no stakes. Laura Dern's character, I don't. Are, are we supposed to care about her? No, <laughs> this character we've never I heard mean, of is gonna. The moment we do, then we don't. Then we right. can't anymore. Yeah, the, so. yeah. She she was the catalyst for a cool moment, not not an important character. I mean, I think that's just my problem with it is, is it's starting to feel like, do, uh, do we need any more Star Wars? That's kind of how it's starting to feel for me is like, I could, I could do one more of these, but I don't know if I need a new Star Wars movie every year. Well, I mean, Rogue One was great though. You know, Mm, it, the second, the final act was great. Yeah. Uh, But that's a problem. Like the original trilogy, you have these these characters that are just 
they're so memorable in such a a um, like I don't know. They're they're great characters, fleshed out stories, and and yeah, the you know it the Empire Strikes Back is really head and shoulders above the other two. Um, but uh, you know, Rogue One, I only remember. Uh, what's the girl's name is Jin. Jin. And K2SO. I never, I still don't know what the Han Solo type is. Yeah. I still don't remember his name. Like, you're starting to give us nothing but moments. And those moments are great, but this is kind of going back to the Michael Keaton thing. What you're doing now is you're, you're taking away resources from from these other great movies. And this kind of goes back to the, why we need blockbusters, why we need the money makers thing. Right. But it's just, um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's time that, you know, shift focus. Maybe we need a new franchise and I don't know. And it's not like this movie wasn't a disaster by any means. No, no. But it's just like, it's just like when you, when you're like, if you're ramping up, um, you ramp up the new ser- the new thing, mm-hmm. and you you know you got all the practical effects mixed with with the good CGI. Yeah. So like you're not just relying on CGI, and then you have a good storyline with with Force Awakens, and, and like you got great characters, and you ramp up to that next uh, um, movie. Mm-hmm. You have to have a great story to go along with it, and like once you have that great story, we'll follow you. Like right. and we're gonna we're gonna watch it anyways. We'll follow you. But like, have a good story. Have like a, like a, an airtight story. You have all the resources in the world yep. to be able to carry this out. And don't don't give don't give um, just um, uh, lip service to characters that are going to sell toys or right. you think we need to have. Like I like I like I, I honestly I want Benicio del Toro to show up again in the next one and have the Poe Dameron role instead. Like I want him to be the rogue or the, you know, the, um, oh, I didn't like, I kudos to him for giving a performance, but I didn't like that character. Well, no, the character was just despicable kind of like without giving anything away, but like he could, no, turn. I just, I didn't he could like do the, the heel turn. I just didn't like his, per, like, I, I appreciate that he gave a performance instead of just showing up as Benicio del Toro, but mm-hmm. I, I didn't like the performance he gave. Oh well, I thought I thought it was a breath of fresh air from from some of the other performances, but um, that's fair. Uh, but overall, like, good, uh, okay. I wouldn't even say good. I'd say okay. Yeah. Like mid- middling. I mean, everyone's gonna watch it. Everyone's mm-hmm. gonna see it, um, and it's gonna. What was that? That was OT sneezing. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought she like <laughs> saw a mouse or something. No. No, that's okay. <laughs> she was giving uh, uh, her uh, opinion of uh, the last Jedi. Um, yes, something to sneeze at. The yeah, this is probably going down as probably I don't know four, five, maybe sixth in this. Yeah, fourth, probably fourth or fifth. No. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it sucks because the 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 conflict between um Ray and Luke and the conflict between Ray and Kylo Ren um 
are are great, but there's just so much filler. Yeah, it's weird how it's weird how invested we are in this like universe, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it it, it is it's odd because, and it's it's an intriguing universe that he set up, and like mm-hmm. you, you know, um. But what I really felt was weird is that how small the imp or the first order felt. Yeah, like it was. It was just like a couple ships, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, they really did not feel like they that controlled the emperor. The galaxy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, how are they going to control the galaxy with just like yeah. a couple, couple star destroyers and? Yeah, at least there wasn't another Death Star this time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought the opening scene was pretty sweet. Uh, the whole, you know, um, uh, taking out the dreadnought type yeah. thing. It was pretty fun. Like yeah. it was good. Um, it was. It was. It, it felt. I mean, cheesy but fun. Like, uh, you know, it was a good opening scene. Um. But yeah, they yeah. had. Yeah. It gets you in there, but they're really trying to. They, I, I feel like they're really trying to force home the uh, Poe Dameron as a, as a dashing rogue. Yeah. When, like, if you just left him alone, it, it works. But when you try and spoon feed it, it just doesn't yeah. it just doesn't play as well. So Yeah. Don't let him, you, you know, be in charge of a bunch of people. Just let yeah. him go off and do his own thing. Yeah. Well, look, I, I'm sure I'll watch it again when, um, when Episode 9 is finally approaching. But... I'm not in in a hurry to uh, to relive it the way I am uh, other Star Wars movies. So yeah, and please, please don't listen to the people that are like, it's like either a fascist agenda or a liberal agenda yeah. or anything like that. Like it's stupid. Because honestly, it's stupid. you can, I mean, you can grasp at straws and find that in just about anything. You can find it in this podcast. Yeah. Yes, obviously. Because uh, the main, the, we are the mainstream media, yeah. and we are trying to force an agenda down your throat. Yeah, we hate the one percent, so mm-hmm. we're trying to um, yes down, download Overcast. Yes, and uh, yeah. that's right. That's right. We are. Uh, yeah, we're the rebellion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We rebel. Yes. Uh, okay. Okay. Let's. Um, Let's switch gears. Yeah, yeah. Let's close the uh, close the lid on that one because yeah. <laughs> that was the one that we decided we didn't have a lot to say. <laughs> yeah, but of so, course we talked for so here we go. On. Yeah. Uh, okay, so um, we both watched Dunkirk. Yes. Um, I talked like briefly about it yes. last week. Yes. Thank um, you to our friend Fredo. Yes, for sure. Who made like, it possible? Like I wouldn't have been able to watch nearly as many movies this year because oh, i didn't yeah. get out the theater this year i'm like i am like very very thankful for him uh oh i'm i'm right there with you like he has been most of the 2017 releases we've been able to see at least me uh, yeah for sure yeah i mean i've Fredo, been so yeah we do um, appreciate the service you provide yes absolutely um so uh, Dunkirk released in 2000 this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those movies I thought for sure that I would be in the theater watching and trying to go to IMAX to see. <sighs> Same and, here, buddy. And but like you know, I life gets too. in the way. Yeah. And uh, directed by Christopher Nolan, starring just a well, pretty much 
I mean, we get Mark Rylance and Tom Hardy and uh, 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 what's his name? Um, uh, oh, uh, Bernal, Bernal, or um, oh, Sorry. Um, who are we looking for? The 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 Admiral uh, Kenneth Brana, Brana. Oh yeah, 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 yes, yes, yes. Okay, yes, yes. and and that's pretty much. Our, we get a little bit of uh, what's his name, um, Scarecrow. Uh, oh uh, yeah, Killian Murphy. Yeah, Killian Murphy. Yeah, not but a lot of speaking the, roles in this. Movie. Yeah, for the most part, it's it's. I mean, there's some big, there's a couple heavy hitters, but it's it's so like here and there. There's no real main uh, character mm-hmm. to to latch on to, other than okay. So this movie is like uh, Dunkirk. Like for us, I I don't think for the U, like people in the U.S. like unless you're a historian buff, like you don't really know anything about Dunkirk. No. Like what what it even means. But I'm sure in like England, like Neil's probably listening to this and saying like, oh yeah, Dunkirk. This is this is our darkest hour. This is our finest hour. Blo- you know, bloody Yanks. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. And what this is, is the story where uh, England gets pushed back to the point where it is actually having, it has to retreat across the English Channel back to uh, England uh, from the from the town of Dunkirk in France because the, uh, the, the Germans have uh, pushed, pushed uh, their forces back. Mm-hmm. And it was, and if, if uh, all these soldiers had stayed on the European landmass, mm-hmm. pretty much they would have all been captured and it would have, it was, it pretty much would have ended the war right there for the most part, mm-hmm. from what I understand. And, and, and thanks to, um, uh, I don't know, a brave few, but a brave many, um, and told in a story I don't, I don't even know how to tell, like how to explain this because it took me a while to understand how this movie played out. Yeah, me too. Because it was, um, told in three parts, Mm -hmm. one day, one or one hour, one day and one week. Yeah. And it it was three different storylines, uh, from the air, the land and the sea, Mm -hmm. I guess. And just, um, I'm going to gush about this movie because I okay. thought it was brilliant. Uh, but I want to know what you think because um, I've been talking for a while. I I did enjoy this movie, uh, but uh, I the only thing that I think there is to gush over is the score. I think Hans Zimmer once again proves why he's one of the best working um, composers today. Um, I did like the... Uh, I thought the story structure was cool and I thought that it was neat the way that um, it was kind of left up to you to figure out how everything fit together. Um, I appreciate that aspect of it. Um, It looked really nice. Uh, But um, I don't know. Like I, I feel like the score really created the sense of urgency. Otherwise, uh, it, it it just was kind of uh, flat, I guess. And I like the movie. I, th- I like the movie. 
Um, I thought I thought the score was a little bit overwhelming at times, like a too much. Like the score I, like, was the ever... only reason I felt any sort of tension. But like I thought it was it was um, no, I I can see that because because I for me I thought the score tried to make tension rather than. Well, that's Let's, the thing is I didn't feel like there was a like there wasn't a lot of tension. There was a lot of kind of bullets to nowhere, and uh, it was the the bombings on the beach were very few and far between, and then it was just kind of like a ticking clock until the next until it was time to show Tom Hardy again. Oh wow! Okay, so. I here's like what I loved about this movie is like mm-hmm. you got you see a little bit of the enemy, but you like other than, like just a couple planes here and there. Yeah, but it it is this. I felt like he, Nolan did this great job of sh- being able to uh, like just in the faces of all the people that were there, the overwhelming um, fear, the dread. Mm-hmm. And you never even had to show the enemy, you know what I mean? Like where, yeah, and and like you could just see it in their faces as like, oh, this looming threat, mm-hmm. and like how they needed to get out of there, and just like from the opening scene when um, when the kids running out of it, like like desperately trying to get it. That, that was that opening scene was great with it, the it, uh, the like propaganda papers falling from the right. sky. Yes, yeah. It just, but I I felt that that was the the whole. Thing that that was the mindset of the entire british uh navy and army mm-hmm. trying to get out of there like they were like if I, if we don't leave right now we yeah. are absolutely screwed and like and from uh, i i felt that uh feeling of dread you know with killian murphy's mm-hmm. uh character and you know the 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 people that were uh, you know the the kid that was trying to get on the boat um and and the kid or you know the french kid well that's kind of a spoiler but mm-hmm. like um you know like just a desperation to get out of there right but like uh but then you get the mark rylands character or uh, uh and his like resilience like we're we're pretty much fucked but we're going to go into this like that stiff upper lip that that yeah. british sense of uh, like it, I, I just thought i I did like that character, but it also kind of felt like the British version of of jingoism. I and and and, it, and probably it, it, it felt it, very I mean, like Britain first propaganda. I, yeah, and I'm and sure as a it colonist, is, but... I won't stand for it. <laughs> no, you won't um, have it. <laughs> no, not no. That that's not why I and I don't I don't dislike it, but I don't think that it's. Um, but I, I mean, like it, that character. I think the most. Um, I think some of the most interesting moments in the movie are happening on that small yacht or, or, uh, or a sailboat or is it? A yacht? Yes. Yeah. 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 I think some of the most interesting moments in the movie are happening there, but um, that's not to say that it, it does seem kind of like, I don't know, I, I, a it, little it, fetched. Yeah, it, it may be, mm-hmm. but like literally like there, are, I mean, just this year there's a, a documentary called, uh, Churchill and Our Darkest Hour. There's a movie, right, the movie out Darkest now, Hour. right now called The Darkest Hour. With, yeah, um, and like it, it's a real thing. And like, I mean, it happened. This, this yeah, kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like, it no, was, I know. you know, and it, like that. Um, but like, I think 
and maybe maybe I'm dramatizing a little bit, but like, you know, we look at like D Day, you know, that the mm-hmm. minute when, you know, those those uh the 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 boats come up and the, the doors drop down mm-hmm. is like the you know going into your certain death. Yeah. You know, those men doing their you know, doing um their service, doing their, you know, whatever they had to do because that's what like we look at that, you know, from our point of view is like and I think he was trying to capture that same thing with those with that no, yeah, I I I understand that, and I'm not. Um, I guess I'm trying to make you not feel something. I know, yeah, and I, I, it's just like, and I shouldn't do that. Well, no, I, I mean it's 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 okay to to. Well, the the point is like I think you're trying to convince me to like something, but I don't dislike it. So that yeah, that's what you're running into. The problem I is I, I like it, but it also is. Um, it also does, um, feel a little propaganda and, and, yeah. and, and I don't mean it like, that's kind of a bad word, but that's, that's just kind of a placeholder for whatever, whatever word I'm searching for is a yeah. less severe propaganda. Just the, um, well, as far as but, like, um, like the, epic but, yeah, I mean, of course the, this is a thing that really happened, but, but you know, this is, it's also a, a, a trend in, in Hollywood to. Yeah, to capitalize. On, I mean, right after uh, Saving Private Ryan, you get an influx of these uh, World War II movies. So it's just... Right. Yeah, or you know the platoon, the Hamburger Hill, the mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. Full yeah. Metal Jacket type situation. Yeah. Um, what like uh, as far as like uh where this falls as far as like your like i don't know like where you stand on chris nolan for horror. um because i know well, you're not like a I, huge inception fan like i don't i i actually didn't enjoy inception the thing about christopher nolan is he's kind of like the um the kanye west the m&ms um I'm going to be much harder on him than I am going to be on someone like a, a, a lesser director doing kind of an action movie, I guess, um, because he's an auteur. And, Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Say. Yeah. Ryan Johnson's perfect example. Um, so I like Christopher Nolan and um, I feel like because he is an auteur that he, uh, he takes bigger risks and they, uh, they don't always work. And, um, I don't know. I, I do like him, but I, I think because I hold him to a higher standard, I criticize him a lot harder. And, uh, so, so I could see someone thinking that maybe I didn't like him, I guess is what I'm getting at. (laughs) Um, why do I always, Imagine him as um, Stellan Skarsgård. Because or... he looks like a young Stellan Skarsgård. Right. Like, I always imagine him, like... He's going to become Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I, like, that... I always imagine him being that uh, person uh, as he's directing. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like a nefarious... Like, he's always the bad guy. There's, like... He just doesn't have a choice, but he's always the bad guy. Um... <laughs> That's, I've never thought about it before, but they are 
they're the same person in different timelines. Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I, I, I do. I like Christopher Nolan. Um, but be, like, I love Interstellar. But that ending is horrible. And I yeah. think that the ending hurts so much worse because it's Christopher Nolan. Like if someone else drops the ball in the third act, it's like, well, you know, but I, I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard to explain. And uh, I get it. But, I get it. But like, what was I, I think, uh, I think I was talking about this on maps and like Eminem's new album was terrible, but his worst album is better than a lot of people's best albums. Right. So like, yeah. So like I, I liked Dunkirk. It's a better made movie than a lot of movies I love. Yeah. So yeah. is holding to a higher standard. And uh, maybe I, that's unfair, but I, I don't know. I, this criticism I don't think is an exact science. I'm sure there's some people out there who would disagree. Some crazy people. Maybe Roger Ebert, who I, I thoroughly enjoyed his criticisms, but he definitely had an inflated ego. I don't know. Um, yeah, so I, I, I like Christopher Nolan a lot. Um, he's definitely, he's one of the people that I'm always interested in what his next, pro- in what his next project is. I'm always like, like you said, like I thought for sure I would go see this movie in the theaters. Um, hmm. cause that's just when his movies come out, that's, I want to go see him. Right. Um, uh, for me, like I, I absolutely love this movie. I think, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it, right now it's. I mean, and I don't know how you even compare them. I mean, you get uh, maybe like Get Out or in this. Like, it's hard to compare these two movies. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, you have to. And yeah, uh, that's but, our job, and and that's why we get the big advertising money. That's right. Um, and if uh, you have trouble sleeping tonight, you can uh, yeah. type in uh, Broomview Pod on at CasperMattress dot com. And I have uh, one but, at home, and it's great. Yeah, it, it comes in this weird box. It's just a, you know, uh, but okay. So like, this had such a huge feel, and like, like there was a couple scenes shot at night, but for the most part, everything was in daylight. There was yeah. no cheats. Um, it was like you know everything. He's such a stickler for you know very little CGI and all yeah. that stuff. Like all and practical I, stuff. I love that. Anytime he is. Um... Doing uh, the only other example I can think of now is Dark Knight Rises, but anytime that he's working in the sky, I feel like you're gonna get something special because <laughs> he's he doesn't half-ass that. No, and you know I I I enjoyed the um, the fight scene, like the dog fight scenes between mm-hmm. the you know like the Tom Hardy stuff was amazing. Oh, I really I really enjoyed that. I, I um, really loved the attention to detail with that. I really loved the you know, writing on the dash with chalk and stuff like that. It's just these little, these little touches and flourishes that, that make this movie better that, um, in lesser hands, it's like these details get lost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was funny. I was reading some kind of, uh, I think the trivia that the, uh, the, like, I guess they took some people that like went through the Dunkirk, uh, saga mm-hmm. and, the uh i guess the score and the sound was so loud in um <laughs> in the theater they were like it was louder in the theater than it was on the actual beach 
Um, but I mean, like I, like I, for me, like this, I felt like because I don't think you could ever do a movie like uh, Saving Private Ryan like that. They've done he, you know. I think Mel Gibson tried to do it with, um, you know, uh, Hacksaw Ridge a little bit with the just the blood and the gore, the visceral yeah. reaction to it and stuff. And I think that take, taking a kind of an auteur look and a storytelling way to a f- movie like this yeah. um, is the only way to really do it and make it uh, good. Not again, but like mm-hmm. like that's the only way you can really do yeah. it like real. Well, that's that's how you push an art form forward. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Where you where you rely on your your the people watching you you can't you you're not playing to the lowest common denominator and you have to uh it, you know it it takes a moment to understand how this this is playing out and you really don't understand till maybe the very end you know exactly mm-hmm. how you know all the timelines like but but by the time you're there you're like. Okay, I'm gonna find out, I guess. Um, but he 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 lets the um, the watcher uh, think for himself a little yeah. bit, and or herself, or itself, depending on Dumb. how you identify. Dad um, self. Yeah. <laughs> I just I I really find a I find it hard for me. It's hard to criticize this movie because. Mm-hmm. Um, even even the sappy like cliche slow motion scenes with Tom Hardy or the Kenneth Branagh, um, you know, turn around and just, you know, the, the, you know, him acting with his eyes things, yeah. you know, uh, even, even they rang true to me and, uh, I will try to watch this movie again. Cause I, I really enjoyed it. It's, it's one of my top, it's definitely going to be in the top five mm-hmm. of movies this year. Well, um, I can't take that away from you, and I wouldn't want to either. But uh, I, I just don't think that. Um, I, I don't know. Like, it's it's uh, to to paraphrase, it's it's people going from one boat to another boat to another boat, and 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 that's over. That's oversimplifying it. But there's not a lot that that really. I don't feel like a lot happened in this movie. This movie's only an hour and 46 minutes, which is, uh, I think that's, that's, um, in the business referred to as a Christopher Nolan half hour. Um, yeah. like I, I just don't think that there was a lot said with this movie. I, I, I appreciate the storytelling. I love the storytelling aspect. I, I really do like that, that it is up to you. I mean, I say it all the time. Trust your audience. I, yeah. I love that it is up to you to, to put this together. Um, and, and I think when you get it together, it, it comes together pretty seamlessly. Um, but I think that's the most interesting thing that he has to do here. And it's not to say that it's not an interesting story, but it's if you, if you resequence this to be um, in chronological order, I don't know if there's. I don't know if you have an interesting movie there. And I mean, we'll never know because I mean, that, that's that's kind of the it, just a straw man argument. Yeah. But and, yeah. And it's not to say. Uh, and I'm just throwing out my perspective. I give this a seven. 
Okay. So so this is um, of the movies I watched this week. This was my favorite. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I uh, and, and what I I just what I I like I gave it a nine because mm-hmm. I enjoyed it so much. Um, I what I the thing. It's not like I'm mad at you for not liking it. I'm just <laughs> disappointed. I'm disappointed we did we couldn't gush about it. As, yeah. Uh, you know what I mean. I have, um, I have a, a few aspects that I really liked, but I just like. I don't know. It just kind of felt like a lot of the time you're just waiting for Tom Hardy to come back. I was. Uh, yeah. Well, and I like and, it, and it looked great. And um, I bet you uh, Mark Rylance gets best supporting, or or is nominated for best supporting. Like he, I thought he was so good in this. Yeah. I I mean he he was one like, of a. He's a revelation as an actor. He's really good. I. I he, uh, I don't know. I'm looking at the other stuff I've seen him in, or uh, other stuff he's been in. And I, Bridges, uh, Bridges Spies. I I've seen that. He was great in that. I haven't seen that. Um, um, I know he's in Downsizing this, or no, no, no. He's in uh, uh, Ready Player One. Oh, I hope that's coming good. up. I yeah. really hope that's good. Did you read that book? No. Uh, I think we might have talked about this. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I might try it. Yeah, I, I I hope that movie's good. He um no, he def he's definitely a presence on screen for sure. Um but uh, yeah, I liked it, but but I don't it's just funny when when you and I have these conversations because it's like we're talking about a movie that we we both enjoyed. And I feel like we we have more of a, an in depth discussion than if you know. Yes. We, we, it was a it was a five and a ten, where there's a, there's this bigger yeah. gap of enjoyment, and we have less to say. Yes. It's just funny how that works. But no, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I I was I was ready to love this movie, and and I liked it. Uh. So. Yeah. What, what can you do? Yeah, maybe uh, in a couple of years you'll 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 come back to maybe. it. Maybe like I came back to the Revenant. Yeah, a Revenant, and you'll be like, ah, entirely glad. possible. You because s- you know what, it, the cinematography is fantastic. Oh yeah, and the and you know what, it kind of I I could see that happening because I think it's kind of the same same thing we're talking about. Um, I mean, I don't think you said the Revenant was boring. No, absolutely initially. not. Yeah, and I, I don't think this is boring. I just don't think there's a lot carrying this. I don't know. I I'm I'm not opposed to to revisiting it. I, I think I think there's a lot to say uh, between this and the Revenant. Um, there's there's so much between the lines. It, w- whether it be the score, the cin- or the cinematography, the mm-hmm. the acting, the whatever you know, so so much so much more going on than just the story. Right. And the story itself is fascinating. You know what I mean? So like I think. There, there's so many. There's a lot of layers to this this movie and to the Revenant. Okay, I think so these, um, I'm sorry. No go. Okay, I I actually don't think this. I I think the story might be fascinating, but I don't think there's really any story here. Like I still don't exactly know what was going on, where this fits in the Great War, um, 
so oh. no, see, I'm, that's, I, that's I think that's where you're wrong because, uh, and uh, like I for this, like I, you know, um, Inurito like took liberties and like this Hugh Glass guy from you know in the mid, you know, like earlier mid 1800s, mm-hmm. like we don't know what he did and what he went mm-hmm. through. Like there's so many liberties taken. There's not that many liberties taken with what happened in this story. Now, yes, maybe, dude. I don't know. What is the story? They evacuated well, the, uh, a beach. That's, that's, that's literally it. To... That's all it is. That's all you get from it, this movie. It took a, a heroic effort to mm-hmm. get these. Like if you, I bet you if uh, Neil, please I'm email more... us and, and tell us what that story to you means. Like for us, it would be, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, some great battle in the Civil War, like get the Battle of Gettysburg. Like, mm-hmm. we, you know, maybe we find that one, like, a a, sing, uh, a certain way. Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, the uh, D-Day or, um, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, these, uh, the, these... The Battle of the Bulge, these yeah. huge battles that, like, took You grew acts. up learning about, yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Like, and I, I really do think that this, for... For England was or mm-hmm. the UK was like this this monumentous like step. This is where where is like, that England in the movie got... though? What like where there's no context for this this exact thing, and that's what I'm saying. I'm more interested but, but that, in learning okay, about. So, but you, yeah. I'm more interested in learning about Dunkirk than because I learned nothing. I learned that that a, a couple of limey bastards got evacuated. Right. But you always you always say the the um, the director needs for no to- okay yes 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 I do but there's a difference between um, there's a difference between there not being uh, either Im- implied knowledge the expectation of implied knowledge and trusting your audience when you're mm-hmm. putting it together when you're sequencing this movie the way it's sequenced and you have to figure it out. That's trusting your audience. Mm-hmm. When there's not actual information on a historic battle or evacuation, that's that's a lack of information. But no, so, he's doing. But he's doing the 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 uh, the one thing movies are supposed to do. Mm-hmm. There's he's showing. He's not telling, and he's like showing you the strife and the like what these people are going ah, through. That, that what, sounds like a cop out. Well, he's, he's th- I mean that telling. He is. He's showing, but but it's. But I have no I'm, I'm, context for this story. But that's that. I mean, ignorance is not an excuse. You know what I mean? Like, and that's and that's not on him. That's more on you for not knowing this story. It's and it's because it is a fascinating story. Like okay. Of how 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 the the people of England like came in like came across the English Channel to mm-hmm. save these soldiers and and did all these like amazing things. To actually like ter- sway the tide, because at this time, like the German army was like crushing the whole like European um, uh, landmass. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and that and, what does yes. that have to do with ignorance? Though that that is what that is is that's that's gaps in a story. Like that's that is not. But the way he the way he presented it mm-hmm. never. At one point, said, "I'm going to tell you the story. I'm just going to show you." So what you're taking what these people- is so this mo- so this is an incomplete movie that relies on outside. There's a difference between ignorant, like to say that it's. I'm not using ignorance as an excuse. You need outside knowledge to bring into this movie. 
Okay, yes. And let's say you did that the same way with like the opening scene of Saving Private Ryan. Mm-hmm. You had no idea why they were going to this beach. Right. But that's like, but the the movie is not about D-Day. Understood, but the everlasting visual from that movie is that opening scene. Oh, yeah. I mean, the opening and, and, scene is the best part of the movie, for right. sure. And but, yes. Like, if... But the movie no... still fully functions. And the, so, I feel like we're not... I, I mean, I feel like we're arguing way different point. My point is, I'm more interested in watching a documentary about Dunkirk than I am watching this. Because I got nothing from this. Oh, Wow. Even like, uh, like I, I think you're really dismissing like the, the way he shot, like all the stuff. No, 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 no. That stuff's. I. It's a beautiful movie. It's right. got a great soundtrack. Uh, it's got a. It's it's has very few, actual speaking roles, but the people who speak do a great job. And the, and and I don't want to discount the people who, um, the soldiers who are they're bouncing around from ship to ship. I, it's not that they did a bad job; it just didn't do its speed. My point is, I'm I'm more interested in learning about Dunkirk than watching this movie again. And then maybe when I do it, and maybe this comes back to the ignorance thing, maybe I'll be more invested in it. And but I don't and think so because it's not that I wasn't invested in this movie. No, I get it. I get it. And it's not like I'm saying you're ignorant. It because I'm, ignorance, it, like ignorance, is not a bad thing. It's just a thing. It's, it's not bliss, good, man. No, no, no. I, I, you know I, mean? I know you're not saying I'm ignorant. But what I'm saying is, if this movie is relying but, on me having a strong grasp of World War II history for right. it to function well, yes. then it's not necessarily doing a good job as a movie. And I understand the showing, not telling. But like, yeah, if if you don't know anything about D-Day, you're probably going to be lost in that opening scene. You should probably feel lost in that opening scene, whether but, you know anything but, or not. But the movie but is not. The opening not... scene actually, the opening scene tells you everything. I mean, there was that you know the slow slow crawl across the front, mm-hmm. right? The you know the slow, and then as soon as you see what they're up against with those pamphlets, right? Yeah. This is you. This is us. Mm-hmm. You're fucked. Yeah. That that's all you really need to know. We okay, to, so then they, they, they need so to... then it, it's not an issue of ignorance. <laughs> okay, but like, and then, but you're like, but you're saying I, I don't, like, like I'm, I'm saying that the, the like, there's... it's against all odds. It's, it's, uh, Richard Gere. It's, you know, it's, <laughs> no. Machiavelli against all odds. Yes. Um, I don't even, I, I feel like we've just been doing, Verbal gymnastics. I don't even know where where. Uh, I know. I don't know, I know. where I'm my just... point is anymore. I don't mind. I, I just I, it, to to circle back to something I do know we were talking about. It's just so funny that we're talking about a movie that I gave a seven and a movie you gave a nine. I know. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, this is what the, my my point was. After watching this movie, I learned nothing. And it, I'm more interested in watching a documentary about Dunkirk than I am revisiting this. Okay. That's my point. I okay. Is I, is I feel like there's I I understand the story I uh, of the the valor it takes to to volunteer to evacuate your troops, but I just don't feel like there's much of a story there. And and maybe honestly, you need. You need more um, characters like Mark Rylance's character. Maybe we see more British citizens. Like, 
give me, I, I guess maybe I just need something to, uh, latch onto. Cause that, and, and, and I really like, I took to Tom Hardy and when he wasn't on screen, it was just kind of like counting down until he was back. So I got you. I got you. Yeah. I, um, yeah. And, and maybe it's, and I'm not, well, it, maybe it's not for you. I'm not saying for you in, You're in not the way, because it, it's okay. <laughs> no, but not, but it's not for you because this isn't getting talked about. Like, like a movie, like same private arriving is it's, it's that, I mean, they basically lost. They're retreating. You know what I mean? It's it's a story of yeah. of of saving your skin to fight another day. Mm-hmm. And you know that's not maybe that's not heroic. Yeah, no, no, yeah, and, I, I, yeah. And, no. And I'm not I'm not even saying about your argument, but mm-hmm. I'm thinking more about the you know uh, the the overall uh, praise for the lack movie. of resonance. There, yes, yes, yeah. because there isn't, and and maybe it's that. It, maybe it's that um, you know it was a retreat, but mm-hmm. for to live to fight another day, and they did, and then you know, I mean, it's you know, it's it's trending. The USA had to get involved, and we won. Well, yeah, I mean, what the story here is is the British back out. Yeah, they they did it in the Revolutionary War, and here they did, yes. are doing it again. Bunch of punks. Call Uncle Sam. Yeah. Why don't you? Why don't you have a monarchy, Lamos? No, I mean, I mean, it's um, it's its user score is eight point one on IMDb, but I mean, I'm even looking now; it's only got three hundred thousand user reviews. I feel like that's low for a Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah, yeah, probably. I I, I wish I would have been able to see this in IMAX. I think I missed out on that. Yeah, I mean, I would. I would hope that maybe it'd get another. Uh, I'm looking now, I want to see what some of his other. Sorry, I'm. I I would think maybe they get another shot at. Like Interstellar has uh, over a million user reviews. Uh, I'm sure The Dark Knight has a billion. Um, that's weird because I feel like, and maybe it's just. Yeah, the Dark Knight is close to two million. Uh, maybe it's just the um, circles I travel in, um, but I, I, or maybe I'm just completely cut off from the world here. Yes. Down well, in you're the bayou more of a, yeah, you're more of a French, French Quarter, French. Yeah. You know. and yeah, then, I was like, really hoping that French guy the... would would make it out. Yeah. Um, no, I, I'm I'm just thinking because. Because now that I'm looking at the the numbers on it, I just thought that this was, and it, it I it just must be the people that I talk to that we all like movies, so I'm I'm kind of surprised to see it so low, uh, yeah, for user scores. So interesting. Right. All right. Well, yep. <laughs> uh, we I think it's safe to say. Maybe it's not safe to say, but I I know that you recommend Dunkirk, and uh, I do too. Yes, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long way to go around to say. Yeah, hey, I watch it. Yeah, you guys should check this out. Yes, All right. no, but it is a good movie, and it is it's it's a it's a filmmaker's movie, and uh, so I, there's there's so much there's absolutely so much stuff to appreciate it in it but it just didn't captivate me the way that uh i it honestly just didn't captivate maybe the biggest problem is it didn't captivate me the way i was expecting it to 
So, yeah. 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 I'll get you. All right. All right. Well, how about you uh, leave the gun and take the cannoli? Against all odds, hoping my true motherfuckers know this be the realest shit I ever wrote. 